Welcome to Brain Stuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, Brain Stuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. You may have seen one bat, but you most definitely haven't seen them all. That's because after rodents, bats make up the second largest order of animals. There are over 900 different species fluttering around, from a bumblebee-sized hog-nosed bat to gentle giants with wingspans of five feet that's one and a half meters or longer. Most bats eat insects, often in copious amounts. Then you've got your big game hunters, bats who have evolved strong enough jaw muscles that they can kill off vertebrate prey, such as fish, lizards, or birds. And, of course, the blood-drinking vampire bats from Central and South America need no introduction. But not all bats are carnivores, or vampiric. About 300 species eat fruits and other plants to survive, which works out great for the rest of us, because those flying creatures really help the environment. One of the most important families of bats is the pteropodidae. Also known as the old-world fruit bats, They hang out in tropical and subtropical parts of Africa, Eurasia, Australia, and many Pacific islands. Remember those gentle giants we mentioned above? Those would be the flying foxes, enormous pteropodids who represent the largest bats alive today. A species called the giant golden-crowned flying fox can weigh two and a half pounds. That's over a kilo. It's a fruit eater, a frugivore, with a taste for figs. For the article this episode is based on, HowStuffWorks spoke via email with biologist Liam McGuire, an assistant professor at Texas Tech University. He said, Pteropodids eat primarily fruit and nectar. For example, nectar from the flowers of eucalypt trees is a very important food source for several species of flying foxes in Australia. But pteropodid diets can also include other plants, pollen, leaves, and sometimes insects. Now, you might be thinking that the name Old World Fruit Bats implies the existence of New World Fruit Bats. And, indeed, the Americas have no shortage of these creatures. The Phylostomidae is another large bat family, one that's distributed across the neotropics of North, South, and Central America, plus the Caribbean. While many species are committed insect hunters, dozens of these animals incorporate plant matter into their diets. Depending on the bat in question, fruits, nectars, pollen, or seeds may be fair game. HowStuffWorks also spoke via email with Noberto Giannini, a mammologist and research associate at the American Museum of Natural History. He said, Frugivorous bats in both the Old World and the New World tropics eat a variety of fruits that tend to be scented, relatively large, green to yellow in color, and exposed away from branches and leaves. Bananas, mangoes, figs, and dates are all favorite foods for fruit bats. The old-world pteropodids alone feed on more than 1,000 different plant species. Most of these, 71%, grow fruits that the bats like to consume. Other plants may attract pteropodid visitors because of their flowers, leaves, nectars, and sap. Uh, Shoots and tree bark are fair game as well. Usually, the relationship has mutual benefits. Seeds swallowed by fruit bats get released somewhere else when the animals poop. According to a 1999 study, tropical bats in some parts of Mexico distribute more seeds in this manner than fruit-eating birds do. And after a forested place is devastated by wildfires, droughts, or human activities, fruit bats help it bounce back. 
research suggests that a colony of 152,000 African straw-colored fruit bats can distribute more than 300,000 seeds in one night. This could be enough to get the reforestation process started across some 2,000 acres or 800 hectares of land. Flower and nectar eaters do their part as well. Bats are pollinators for upward of 530 types of plants, such as balsa trees, bananas, and assorted cactuses. And then we have agave, a key ingredient in tequila. A genus of migratory bats eat the nectar from their flowers. In the process, these mammals spread agave pollen around, cross-fertilizing the plants as they go. Worldwide, roughly a 1,000 species of bats find food and avoid obstacles using echolocation. Echolocation is a sound-based navigating strategy. Uh, The process starts when an animal releases high-frequency sound waves through the nose or mouth. By carefully listening for an echo, the sender can decipher a lot about its surroundings. That's how some predatory bats track down moths and mosquitoes in pitch-black darkness. Unlike insects, though, a piece of fruit can't fly away. Regardless, Giannini said, All New World frugivorous bats use echolocation. This type is called sophisticated laryngeal echolocation, and it's essentially a laryngeal call emitted through the nostrils and modulated using a nose leaf. Uh, Nose leaves are weird structures found around the nasal openings of many bat species. Meanwhile, most Old World fruit bats do not echolocate, with a few interesting exceptions. McGuire explained, Among the Pteropodidae, there are bats that echolocate by clicking their tongues. This mode of echolocation has often been considered primitive, but studies have shown that their tongue-click echolocation is quite sophisticated. In addition, some old-world fruit bats make clicking noises with their wings. It's not echolocation in the traditional sense, but echoes from those clicks help the animals get around. To aid in their quest for vegetarian goodies, many fruit bats have evolved a keen sense of smell. Flying foxes possess great eyesight as well. So much for the old myth that bats are blind. Today's episode is based on the article, Fruit Bats are the Best Pollinators and Suppliers of Tequila, on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Mark Mancini. A BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.